Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. So today... We are going to talk about hope. Now, I want you to sink into, before we talk about hope, let's talk about success a little bit. And I guess by talk, I mean, feel into what success feels like for you. So maybe you're doing all the things that you want to do. You found the perfect job. You found the perfect partner. If you want one or not, whatever works for you, Um, you've, everything has worked out in your life the way you want it to, right? Just sink into that space. Sometimes I call that future self who has it all figured out. And what does that feel like for you? What does that space feel like? And feel free to either unmute or put it in the chat if you want. But um, I have a few of my own um, words that I came up with. But for me, I feel, when I feel successful, I feel confident. I feel proud, calm. Yep, that's a good one. Creative. Certain, I think was one that came up for me too. Certain, because I've already done it, right? There's, there's that past certainty when I'm feeling success. Satisfied, maybe. Peace. Mm. Love it. Um, Accomplished, helpful. I mean, the list can go on for hours if we wanted to. So, um, but just notice whether hopeful came in or not for you. What does hope feel like? And are you using hope as your fuel ever, right? For me, when I sink into hope, it doesn't necessarily feel expansive. Um, It actually feels a little bit like from this place of success, right? I have this expansive like excitement almost. And then when I go to hope, it's kind of like smaller for me, right? And a lot of people out there believe that hope is this really positive thing, right? It feels like it's positive and don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is positive when it's used correctly, but like if you're in a pit of despair, like depression, depression, hope is different than what I'm talking about tonight. And I have experienced the depression hope many times in my life, right? Like you need something to hang on to that doesn't feel like where you're at. That's not what I'm going to be diving into tonight, but it helps you feel positive when you're feeling down. And I'm going to suggest to you to try on this thought that hope might be your brain trying to escape the negative emotions that you might have rather than working through them and feeling them, right? So if you are feeling bad about anything, and even in my case, at least um, the last several rounds of mild depression that I have had, I have learned how to open myself up to that and kind of just allow it to process, right? Instead of going to hope, 
and, and you do what works best for you, right? I, like this is not, uh, please never try to do anything for your depression, just feel it. But honestly, like for me, in my experience, it has helped me move through it much easier when I don't resist it. And when I'm not hoping that I feel better because then like I can just start feeling better in that moment. And it doesn't always last, it doesn't always stick, but like opening yourself up to the negative can be really freeing sometimes because life is 50, 50. And I've talked about this before, but we will always have periods of, you know, positive and negative feelings, but with hope, hope fueling your action. Sometimes it works, right? Like if you hope that you'll be able to reach your goal, you're feeling, but there's other emotions that come into play there, the excitement, the determination, the, you know, like all kinds of different things. You might feel hope as a filter to see things through to help inspire yourself to take the steps that you need to take, but be very careful because in my experience, and I'll tell you my story in a minute, hope can be very poisonous. It sounds so pretty and it sounds so inspiring, but it can really stop you in your tracks. In a session that I had with my coach recently, she caught a comment that I said, as she normally does, um, without, I said much, without much thinking, right? I was telling her about this program that I'm supposed to be a part of. It hasn't started yet. It's supposed to be really exciting and it's going to bring a whole bunch of people in who need my services. And basically it's a win for everybody, right? It's going to answer all my prayers. It's going to be the answer. Um, I also said it hasn't really started yet. It was delayed. So I really hope it works out the way they say it's going to. And she caught that word hope. And she just got really curious with me about it. She said, okay, what are you doing with your hope? And I was like, huh? <laughs> she then reminded me that I had, before I told her about this thing, told her about how I hadn't been taking action or showing up the way I wanted to in my life you know, just tell me more about what you mean by you hope this works out. And like, I hope that it works the way it has been promised. It sounds like it should be great. Right. And when we dug in more, we found out that I was placing a lot of my hope into something that was completely outside of my control, hoping that something will work out outside of me so that I didn't have to keep trying my own things and failing at my own things and feeling my own things and finding my own way. Right. Hope in this case, was literally stopping me from taking action. I was waiting for something to happen rather than taking control of what I could do and taking action to make my dreams essentially start working now. Underneath that hope, it was covering up this whole mess of scarcity and fear that I had. And it, there was a lot of like, I don't have what I want. So instead of getting out there and trying things and getting messy, right, I'm going to sit here and hope so that I feel better about myself not doing anything right now. It was kind of like this despair with sprinkles on top. <laughs> I was allowed to stay in my pit of despair, my mini pit of despair in this case, and put some sprinkles on top of hope. So I didn't feel as bad. I didn't feel how bad. As, as bad as I could, I guess, whatever, what I was actually feeling underneath it. And this hope in this case was not expansive at all. It did not help me feel good. And it actually was filling me with doubt. And I was calling it 
hope because I didn't want to say, oh, I doubt this is going to work out, right? I, another small example, I was talking with some colleagues of mine and one of them had a consultation. She had never had a consultation before. I was kind of coaching her through it. I asked her how she was feeling about it. Did she think she would be able to get through what she had planned? And she says, I hope so. And I hope so in this case meant I'm not really confident with what I'll be able to do or that I'll be able to do it, but I can't really say that out loud, right? Some things that you hope for will work out the way that you were hoping. And unfortunately, it kind of shoots you in the foot because then brain starts to rely on hope to get what you want out of life instead of relying on yourself, which is really the only thing that you can rely on, right? You get dependent on the hope of something else changing, something else falling into place, somebody else doing something, right? And I have heard hope, and I have used the word hope so many times and never realized how toxic it was. Like, if you think about, do you think, if I've, I've asked people these various questions, I've asked them of myself sometimes, do you think you'll be able to lose the weight? I really hope so, right? Do you think you'll be able to pass the certification? I hope so, right? What would your life look like if you just continued to stay in that place of hopeful, right? For me, this hope is a passive emotion. I'm just going to cross my fingers and close my eyes and hope something into being, right? It's sort of an expectation. Like, I hope I can stop overeating and lose the weight. I hope I can pass the certification. I hope I can find a new job. I hope he'll change. I hope he'll call me, right? But what if it doesn't work out like that? Then what? <laughs> All you get is disappointment, but then it's a deflection of the guilt and shame, right? It's not my fault that it didn't work out. I was hoping, but it didn't work out that way, right? It shifts the blame to something outside of it's it, not blame. It shifts the responsibility off of you to take any action. I'm absolutely not saying you should shame or blame or guilt yourself. That's that was mis misspoke on my <laughs> on my behalf on my behalf, but. Hope is not the bright, shiny fuel source that it acts like it is, right? It's easy. It's passive. It's something that literally everybody can do. There's no risk. There's no effort required, right? It does not require you to become anyone different than you are in this moment. Who do you need to become to have hope? Literally nothing different, right? Nothing needs to change. But when you think about what you want out of your life, when you want to grow and expand and reach new places and accomplish new things, right? Instead of using hope, what does inspire action? Um, when I, as a, as a result of my coaching session that I, was a, that I was being coached, we replaced I hope with I am certain that, right? How does that feel different? using any I hope sentence with I'm certain that. Like I'll use the examples that I used before. I'm certain that I can stop overeating and lose the weight. How does that feel different than I hope I can? I'm certain that I can pass the certification. I'm certain that I'll find the perfect job. I'm certain that I'll find the perfect partner, right? And notice how different those feel. It takes the responsibility kind of back on you and it's more expansive and it's terrifying, right? 
the hope feels a little wishy-washy. You don't have to commit, right? You don't have to believe fully in anything. And it leaves a lot of room for doubt and a lot of room for scarcity. But what would happen if you committed yourself to I am certain, right? What would happen if you had to believe? And for me, at least, that's where power steps back in and it's terrifying, right? What if you are powerful enough to reach your goals? What if I am powerful enough to get the certification despite all the doubt I had? What if I am powerful enough to find and land the perfect job, even though it's scary, even though I think I'm not qualified, right? It requires a lot more of you to believe and be certain. You have to change who you are being and what you're doing. And that's not always easy. I was um, in a coaching program recently that I went in determined to find what I needed. And I kind of slipped up in the middle. I fell behind, right? I hoped that I would be able to get back on track, but I didn't go into it for the first time. This was the first program that I didn't go into with the hope that it would change me. I went in certain that I would find what I needed in order to change myself. And that was kind of just a moment where I was like, oh, this, this one's different, right? If I had gone into previous coaching programs that I had been a participant of with the idea that I'm certain that I will find what I need to change myself instead of, oh, I hope this works. <laughs> I want to go in instead of hoping for the transformation that is never going to happen that way, because then I don't have to do anything, right? Hope stopped me from taking the action that I needed to take for myself. And I didn't have to do the work. And then I got disappointed. And then I had all kinds of excuses, right? This was supposed to work, right? And I guess kind of a side note, I don't know if it's a side note or not, but hope, I hope insert whatever here, is not a useful thought most of the time for me. And again, there are exceptions. If you're using it in combination with a bunch of other beautifully motivating things, it can be appropriate. But now I catch myself when I say hope and I realize that most of the time I'm sitting in fear and scarcity, right? Hope has never ever been the emotion that I use to take action. What has worked for me and what I'm gonna present for you guys to maybe use for yourself is to sink into your future self. I think I might've mentioned this earlier, even tonight, but imagining what it'll feel like in the future when you're successful at the things. So for example, when I'm successful at not overeating and I've lost the weight, right? How do I think I'm gonna feel? How do I think I'm going to act? How am I going to treat myself when I have accomplished these things? What do I think is going to change in my life? And then pulling all of those things, all those bits of information into the present moment and using it as your fuel. So instead of hoping to feel that later and denying myself the ability to feel those emotions now, right? We have to use those emotions from the future if we don't have any evidence of having done it in the past. We get to use those right now and borrow from our future self 
instead of hoping for the better future, sink into the place where you already created it. So what are you feeling? What are you doing? Who you're being? Again, use those ideas to take action now and create the future that you want. Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one -on -one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.